Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Salt and Pepper Podcast. My name is Olivia, the creator of Olivia Crin, a blog, a podcast, a free editing resource, and you can now find me on TikTok being like a 13-year-old. My current obsession is Gossip Girl for the sixth time because I finished Gilmore Girls and I didn't know what else to do. And across from me is Lisa Brasur. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, guys. I'm Lisa Brasur. I'm also a creative. I'm a mom and a wife. And my current obsession, I thought I lost this, but I didn't. It's Good. right here, is decorating my house in Christmas stuff. Oh, you're such a mom. So good. Oh, and also constantly looking out the window looking for the snow, which is barely coming down. Yeah. That's kind of annoying. The The bummer part about snow in Medford is we either get that freak snowstorm once every five years and it sticks, but then no one knows how to drive and everybody is literally dying. True. Or it snows for like an hour and then it gets so slushy and it's not fun. Like slush is not fun. I like how you say and everyone is literally dying when literally maybe one person gets hurt. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Literally. Listen to me. <laughs> so like two years ago, you know, that really that freak snowstorm that happened and it was like three feet of snow overnight. I do you remember that? I don't think I was here. I think I was in Eugene. Okay. So maybe this was like two years ago. So I had to open it the next day. Right. Everybody's calling me, telling me that they couldn't come in. And I had to go in. So I had my dad pick me up and we had to go in. And of course, I'm late. It's there's trees falling all over the road. No one can come in. And I just remember everyone calling me going, there's no way I can get there. And I'm like, I freaking had to get there at five in the morning. And I got there and it was the busiest day in history. And then I went home that day and there were so many car accidents and literally everyone was dying. Okay, I remember this in Eugene. So this had to have been three years ago because I wasn't here yet was it three I don't I don't I remember I really don't well, remember. two years ago I I was here two years ago you're probably right because I realized I've and already... it was icy it yes. was that ice storm it wasn't even ours was a snow part storm. of it was snow but that was after it was super icy and cold and I remember trees were falling down on people's cars yes because the trees themselves were getting too heavy yeah so literally what was happening <laughs> literally okay literally people were dying <laughs> or people's insane. cars were dying i know so anyway <laughs> same snow, thing people's cars and people, and people. snow thing. is just not i feel like snow isn't fun unless you're at like a cabin or you're at like sun river and you're at a yeah. lodge and you're like we can go sledding but when it's like everyday life and you don't have four-wheel drive it's very stressful everyday life yeah like just in medford with snow and no one knows how to drive in oh, it oh not like like you live in a place no 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 because like then just you're trying to do everyday things i know it's, what you mean that it, is really annoying it's like going to la and it rains and then for some reason people everyone is dying collectively become <laughs> handicapped and they don't know how to drive and you're like this is not hard that's how it is here with snow that's true yeah. the only thing that's so funny because i was thinking about that today because that's what i compared it to and then in my head i'm like oh, okay well there's that 
little scientific fact where if it hasn't rained for a really long time, there's all that oil on the road that actually makes people slip. Oh, that's because it. oh, because of the asphalt. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But honestly, I don't. I mean, benefit of the doubt. California drivers are also awful. So they're awful because they want to be. They're intentionally awful. Because they don't care. When you go to L.A., it is the scariest thing in the world. I remember one time I was driving to L.A. with some friends and we all split up the trip, right? It was like 14 hours or something. And they all neglected to tell me, which it was their life in my hands. They neglected to tell me that I was taking the last shift, which was going up through the grapevine, you know, that you know what I'm talking about. No. Do you drive to L.A. often from here? Often? Every day. <laughs> okay. I've driven to LA like a lot of times. So I'm not saying okay. off, often. You made me feel awkward about pronouncing T's. Often. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you for that. I'm I wasn't thinking out. about I'm, it, but I'm now sweating. I am. I'm sweating. <laughs> me too. Okay. Have you driven to LA ever? Yes. Okay. So you know at the very end when you're getting into the, like you're kind of going into LA and you go up over the grapevine. It's like this big mountain pass and you get up over it and then all I'm of a sudden. probably asleep around that time. Okay. When you get up through this area. All of a sudden you're up over this hill and people are going like, no joke, a hundred miles an hour. And they're telling me Goodness. like, oh, you're fine. We're going into LA. I'm like, wait, where are we? Driving a car? I don't know. They're like, all right, go, go, go. <laughs> and I'm like, like 17 driving these people. I'm like, why do you trust me? They're like, okay, you got to get over seven lanes. Put your blinker on. <laughs> and I'm driving like a hundred trying to get over. And people in California are so scary. Oh my gosh. I'm having a heart attack just thinking about oh that trip. Oh my gosh. Imagining this in my brain right now is so funny. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know oh, where, I don't know so how that happened, but that's so good. Yeah. Wait, what did you say your current obsession is? Gossip Girl. Oh. Have you seen that? I have. I stopped. Um, I got bored mm. like the second of the last season, I think. Yeah, it kind of got to a point where I don't think they knew what they were doing with yeah. the show. Because people were like out of college and it was just like. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so it's hard. So Gilmore Girls is just my favorite. The best. And oh, I'm glad you like it. I wasn't sure. And so I watch it every fall. And so I, this was like my eighth time finishing it. And every time I just reminded that I'm just home, you know, that's so true. Like it actually good. with. OK, now I'm looking out the window and it's getting blustery. Apparently, that's the word. I, I call it blistery. I like how you Am think I wrong? that's weird, but you're saying blistery. I like a blister that feels. No, like it's feeling blistery. Like it's my blistery my, my heels are getting blistery just <laughs> looking outside. Ew. It's like wearing a bad pair when of you shoes. Put it that way, of course. That's so wrong. What's wrong with me? <laughs> wow, it's actually getting really. Um, I don't know what other word to use. It's getting intense out there. <laughs> it's getting moist. Ew. <laughs> it's getting dankly moist outside. Dankly. Yeah, dank means wet. Oh, uh huh. Is um. Isn't that weed? Dank? Dank? I have no idea. Never mind. What are we trying to get into? I don't know. Not my not my expertise. Slang for weed. I'm I'm gonna backtrack us just a little bit. Kush. Um. So. (laughs) Can't um, any more than that. Not Gossip Girl. What were the Gilmore Gilmore Girls? Girls. Same thing, right? Um. I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. No, I'm not. I'm. I take that back. I take that back. Um. (laughs) But my favorite episode is when um, Lorelai, um, 
she's up at midnight and she's just waiting because she can smell the snow Mm -hmm. and I felt that this morning I'm not kidding I was looking out my window and you can just feel it you can smell it you can sense it and as I look outside I'm just getting that comforting homey feeling oh it's because you have a home true you know it's different like, i think that's why when you have a home <laughs> where you can like set up a tree and you have hot cocoa that's and true. you have a little cute baby to snuggle with and i'm just like cool hi mom <laughs> bye it's snowing that's my life oh oh you have depressing. a home in my heart it's not helpful when it's snowing oh okay <laughs> never mind um okay so today we're I'm not skipping this over landing. I'm just going for, I'm just telling the audience what we're doing. Today's going to be a little bit more lighthearted because we've just really been diving so deep lately and I feel like I'm getting too deep for my own good. So we need to be a little <laughs> more silly. Well, actually we are kind of diving deep later. Um, so we're going to do our silver linings and then we're going to play a little game, which will be probably not funny. And then uh, we're going to talk about uh, Lisa. Great. Okay. Uh, so would you like to start with your silver lining of the week? Um, sure. I, right before I got here, I was getting my hair cut and it was a indecisive, decisive decision, which is every decision that I make in my life. Um, there are only very few things I'm positively sure about. And Which are what? Um, honestly, uh, when I was working at the church, oh, okay. I, I just knew exactly what I wanted. So That's like, when, um, oh, I mean that too. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily that too. Um, or it, when we chose to get pregnant, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Those big, big moments, but out of right. like my everyday life right now, um, when it comes to um, making decisions when I'm at the church because I started it with my husband. I know the vision. I'm very clear on how I want things to look, how I want things to function. And so um, it's so funny because we had a girls' night the other day and we're talking about the Enneagram, of course. And um, we were trying to figure out what Enneagram type I was because I always thought I was a two. And I'm now sure... Okay, 80, 85% sure mm-hmm. I'm a nine. Wait, what? Isn't that what you thought you were <clears throat> before and then you thought you were two and then you thought you were a nine? Or was it I two thought I was nine? a four. I thought I was a six. And then I thought oh. I was a two. Oh, okay. So four, six, two. Now I think I'm a nine. Okay. Which is really annoying. I hate not knowing, especially things about myself, but that's like a nine thing just like not knowing about yourself, but like knowing a lot about others. And so it's funny because when we were at our um, girls night, the girl that I work with at the church, she's our assistant. She said, well, a nine doesn't really make sense to me because you're not indecisive. And I was shocked. Mm -hmm. I was pleased to hear that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not true. Because in my everyday life, I can't decide if I want an orange or an apple. And I I realized that when I'm healthy, that's when I'm at work, I'm a three. I'm a go-getter. I know what I want. I'm very decisive. I can make decisions very easily. I have a very clear vision in my head about how I want things to go. And um, 
that's the environment that she's seen me in the most and that we're in the most together. So, um, (laughs) anyways, the biggest tangent (laughs) ever. We're not talking about the Enneagram. I was about to keep going. Um, so I cut my hair and I was very indecisive about it and it's even like a little bit shorter, um, than I was planning on going, but it'll grow out and I actually think it looks really good. It looks great. And, um, I like sent it to some of my friends and they're freaking out and they love it. And that makes me love it even more. I didn't get a photo. Um, that's in other words, I put it on my Instagram and a ton of my friends responded. Oh, <laughs> so popular. I, um, I just didn't, I putting it that way sounds much more like, no, it's fine. I got so many responses and everyone likes it, but it's like truly like it mainly just my friends just saying like, oh my gosh, I love it. It looks so good on you. I no, wish it looks you great. did that before. Oh, I mean, I think I, I loved your hair before too. So I'm not like, you should have done it before. It just looks good no matter what. Oh, you, you, you look good, no whatever hair you have. And that's what okay, we're we went about. over this. Not with the people listening. That's not true. She's just saying, this is getting uncomfortable. I will pursue dead air. Okay, it's really, it's really um, annoying when you say that because you have perfect hair. <laughs> and it's exactly. So we're just going to keep going back and Here's forth the on thing. this. People look at my hair and they go, wow, that's so cool. Is it natural? And I go, uh-huh. And then I go home and I deal with half of my head being like silky black hair. And then half of my head being super coarse, thick gray hair that sticks out. So it's not like, like if I could choose, which I can, I would prefer to just dye it black again. But I know that it's unique with it being gray. But you know what I'm saying? It's just hard to handle. Like, it's hard to deal with that. Like, that's a weird yeah. thing. And you know what one of my friends said the other day that was so true? She said, I think you don't like your hair because you don't know anybody with your hair. Like, I've never seen... You know how, like, we were saying, when you get a new pair of shoes, you have to see it with the right outfit to understand it? Wow, that's so true. So for me, like, if I went on and I saw my favorite blogger and she had, like, naturally gray hair, I would see it and I could understand it, but I've never seen anybody with my hair. So it's hard to accept it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I just think that you're so beautiful that I don't need to, like, compare it to anyone else or, like, see it on someone else because I see it on you already. So it's almost like you're the first person to see it with and that's what makes it perfect. You know what I mean? You're saying I'm just a trend. I'm I'm truly an influencer. Yes. (laughs) I always thought that. That's so sweet. You're welcome. Oh, my gosh. No, you're pretty. No, you're pretty. (laughs) I, that's how I feel like we <laughs> this is actually how we being talk whenever girly, we though. hang out well yeah but we're not know, typically girly really things. girly I don't really no, like it I, I feel like I can you just refer to me as Brolivia the rest of the time so I can get back to my roots yeah do you want me to talk like a man no okay good because I wasn't going to I do feel like my voice got deeper for a second. Just for a second, I was like, oh, gosh, is she like going into her own persona? I'm so (laughs) scared. Um, Okay, so my silver lining, longest silver lining ever, by the way. Uh, So sorry. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, I just don't even remember what it was. (laughs) Was it the Enneagram or was it your hair? (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so my silver lining is I was going to talk about something deep, but I'm not in the mood. So um, I go on my walks every day, which everybody knows. I talk about it all the time. And in the so people know that I was once attacked by a black bird and um, I was dive bombed by a bird and it hurt my neck. I actually had bruises and I almost started crying. It was one of the scariest things I've ever been a part of. And I was alone. So nobody believed me. So anyway, I've had a, a fear of these very specific black birds, um, and they're everywhere, and nobody believed me until one time we went to the grocery store, and Arturo saw this exact type of bird attacking the people that were getting carts, and they, like, talked about it on the inside. They're like, yeah, like, we don't want to go outside. There's this bird who's attacking, so they're, like, known for it. So, no. Yeah, so when we went inside, we had to run out to our car because it was, you could hear it. That's terrifying. So, so scary. Like, people Are they get, big? Um, no, it's, like, the normal size blackbird, but then they have, like, the orange underneath their wings. Oh, it's okay. those birds. Anyway, so on my walks, there's, like, a way that I always go because um, I like to go, like, three miles. And um, there are all these trees and they like literally probably 50 of them would always hang out there and I would try and brave it. And I would say that that was like the I I would call it bully alley because they were waiting (laughs) for me and I'd be alone and I just wanted to go on my walk, you know, so I had to change the way I went this summer. And it was so sad because they started attacking me and I started running and I'm alone on my walk. And I'm sure people in their houses are watching me. This stupid girl just running from these birds (laughs) like an idiot. So my silver lining is now that it's winter, the birds are not in my normal everyday route. So now I can go there and I hope they all die and I hate them and I don't think God made them. I think instead of the serpent in Eden, it was the blackbirds. That's the end of my silver lining. Hey, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Good job. I'm so proud of you. I don't know what I did, but okay. I mean, running away from your fears <laughs> my my oh yeah well the thing is is it's not Braving a fear it. it's not a fear it's actual like real life if anybody got dive bombed by a bird like i did it's not even fear anymore it's literally survival that's what i feel like it is it's br- just braving it yeah like, like okay i'm gonna do this like i usually would only go with people because they didn't wow. understand it's actually really i i hate that it happened too because i've never been afraid of birds but until yeah. something it's kind oh, of like when wait. you get attacked by a, a dog or something you were just telling me how much you hate pigeons i'm not afraid of them they're just disgusting they're like the rats of the sky you didn't say that you have a fear of pigeons no i just don't like them they're oh. gross they're actually gross like they would live in if a you sewer. saw my dad's pigeons you would my dad's pigeons he takes good care of them he like cleans them every single week <laughs> not day not every day month. Um, no, that's fine. Okay, but can we agree that... And they se- come from Europe. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> They're European European pigeons. pigeons are better than like New York <laughs> pigeons. Okay, see, those are different. Yeah. Um, but can we agree that seagulls... Oh, yeah, those are like the rats of the sky. Oh, <laughs> wait, I already said that. Oh, you did? Yes, I said no, pigeons you... are the... I, I heard you say rats, but that's... I said pigeons are the rats of the sky. <gasps> oh my gosh, we're like the same person. Now. Okay, but I probably just repeated that without knowing it was probably completely subconscious i'm I'm sorry Um, i took that from you it's okay but um seagulls like at the beach and stuff like yeah really gross get away but you know what's worse is seagulls in a mcdonald's parking lot because that's confusing and no one understands it i mean is it there's probably a bunch of food on the ground and yeah but where do they come from by the where 
we're three hour drive from the ocean do they have to live by the ocean or are they just usually by the ocean sea goals but we don't even live by a sea my points my point exactly my friend oh wow yeah my my mind actually just got completely blown Mm -hmm. i don't really know anything about birds but i'm just assuming that it's weird do you want to hear a fun fact though every time i go out of town especially if it's in a a very obscure different place like when we were in iceland i would send my dad a picture of a pigeon and ask him if he wanted me to take it home from for him was it a serious question or, or a or joke if, no as a joke that, that's like your daddy daughter joke yeah that you do that's actually kind of cute or i would tell him like oh is this a cool pigeon because there's different pigeons and he would be like no it's just a pigeon you should get for christmas you should frame like some pictures of his pigeons oh no my dad would die and you know what you should do get ready you should get concrete and get their little hands in, like in, like imprinted in the concrete. I was thinking something completely different. No, no, <laughs> like their bodies, no. like half their body. You know body. how you, they, people put their kids' handprints yeah. in clay. You it's should so do that gross. with their. What are they just called? Imagine. Talons. Their little hands. <laughs> yeah, I'm just imagining their little talons, like in their little ew, paws. In so the gross. No ew. paws are cute. Talons are not. Yeah, that's why birds are the worst. Okay, should we get to our fun game? That's probably not going to be funny. Um. Yeah, okay, here's an idea. Because okay. your two... So your two searches are really funny. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought of something else. Okay. So should you do yours and then I'll surprise you with mine? Sure, but because the one I'm going to say has everything to do with what we're talking about, so it's so funny. Okay. So right now, Lisa and I are on Google Trending. Apparently, Lisa's not, though. And just for kicks and giggles, (laughs) we're going to... uh, I'm going to read these headlines, and I need first genuine reactions, okay? No thinking. Okay. All right. I'm really bad with that. Let's just try. Uh, White House lockdown aircraft... Slow moving blob that may have been a flock of birds caused White House lockdown. No, that's not real. Are you serious? Yeah. White House put on lockdown and Capitol Hill evacuated as fighter jets scrambled to unresponsive aircraft. Wait, that's something different. (laughs) But yeah, it says a slow moving blob that was probably a flock of birds caused the White House to lock down. Military aircraft were scrambled in response. Is this what UFOs actually are? They're pigeons, like we talked about. Oh my goodness. It's all coming together. Full circle. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what's your reaction to that? I'm concerned for America. Well, it just shows that that must have been a, f- a freaking big flock of birds for the White House to lock down. I know, that's really confusing. And also, why a blob? Why did they have to use blob? Instead of like a... Formation. Formation. Like it's actually called something. Like when birds move Like in. a squad or whatever it is. Like, like, squab. Like. <laughs> is that your dad joke of the day? <laughs> that's actually brilliant. Because you know birds, whenever people that's, do that, birds, that's they're That's what like, makes it a dad squad. joke. I'm so proud of that one. <laughs> I really am. Okay. Um, you can go now. That was it. <laughs> okay, so um, when we went to these Google searches, Olivia took the only two funny ones. <laughs> Literally on all the it. other ones <laughs> did not mean absolutely anything. Okay. Um, so instead, I went to the trending who is 
searches and I'm just going to mm-hmm. click the first person. Who is Cal Mitchell? What's your guess? It's is someone famous? Is that what we're It guessing? must be. Oh, okay. That's the first Google search. I would think it like Taylor Who's Swift Cal, or someone that we actually know. Is Cal Mitchell. Um he's uh it's some sports player. Hey, you're going to like this. What is it? Dead air. Something with Dancing with the Stars wasn't originally cast for Dancing with the Stars. I I don't like Dancing so with the Stars. So he's an by American the way. actor, stand-up comedian, musician, singer, and rapper. Whoa, he does everything. Oh, he was on all that. Keenan and Kel. I never saw that. Sorry. Dead air. Dead air. Um, <laughs> I just to clear things up a little bit. I don't like Dancing with the Stars. Oh, me neither. Okay. I think it's stupid, um, but like it can be fun, but just for like five seconds. Um, the reason why I was talking about Hannah Brown is because unpopular opinion to everyone listening. I really don't like Hannah Brown and she won. So that's why I was annoyed about it. I don't like it when bachelor people get more and more and more and more and more famous. Cause I just think it's absolutely ridiculous to be honest. So is she famous? Like, oh yeah. A lot of people know her. Well, yeah, because you know when you become the bachelor or bachelorette, like you instantly get over a million followers on Instagram. No, I didn't know. Yeah, that. like instantly. This is the reality part of the world. I don't well, there's a lot of the reality world or TV world that I don't know. And this is yeah. I guess one of them. So in the past, you know, there's been like over twenty seasons of the Bachelor Bachelorette. And so Whoa. back when it was starting, like people didn't get famous on social media because there wasn't social media. But in the past probably like five years, it's become a thing now where people will literally try to get on the show to be famous. So oh, if you get on the show, you boring. are literally instantly Instagram famous. And then they all quit their jobs. They all move to mm-hmm. LA. And it's frustrating because it's not like it, it probably sounds like it's coming from a place of jealousy, which probably like 5% it is. But the other, it's like they didn't work for it at all. And they just go on a show. And then all of a sudden it's like, they're so famous. Well, and they're also going on the show not to really be part of the show, which is annoying. It makes the show not fun. Because you never really know. You can't take it seriously at all. Well, and that's why I don't watch that. And I used to like it a lot more. On Hannah's season, the guy she picked, Jed, mm-hmm. he, it came out later that he had a girlfriend. And he was going on the show to get his music career out there. Oh, that drives me crazy. But the thing is, is again, I did not like Hannah's season. I don't think she made good choices. So the whole thing was very like, it didn't make sense anyway. But yeah, it was just kind of like, this isn't fun anymore because you actually, even if you tell yourself your intention isn't to get famous, it 100% is in the back of your head. Like I'm definitely going to come out of this with a million followers. I can quit my job and I can make $10,000. Like people will talk, they get off the show and they have DMs like emails and people are offering like them $10,000, $20,000 to post something like Mm -hmm. instantly. So let's go on the bachelor is what I'm trying to say. I know. I definitely can't. You could. And you could be like, yeah, I'm a single mom. I have the cutest oh, baby. Oh, my Zab gosh. will just, just be in on it. advantage. People no. do that. Oh, yeah. That's what I I'm saying. I never would. Oh, wow. Well, Cal was in everything. you would never do that. Ooh, Haley Baldwin likes photo of Selena Gomez following her AMA's performance. Wow, people who are married are actually adults. Good job. <gasps> crazy that doesn't surprise wow, me at all they liked a photo oh my gosh see Congrats. this is this is why i don't follow anything in the celebrity environment because i think that everyone talking about selena gomez and talking about Haley baldwin just let them live their lives 
great. Selena lets out this song. I think it's awesome. Good for her. I think that's really good. Um, like letting out all of her emotions and feelings because it obviously was whatever traumatic experience. Um, I don't know anything about any of that. Selena Gomez. I know that he married her and like Selena and him and she whines and they whine and everyone whines and then they get married. That's all I know. Yeah. I don't know anything about whining, but just I feel like um, if you're getting married, it's time to be a mature adult. That's what I think. But I, I don't see how Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin haven't been, but I also don't keep up with anything. Yeah, I no, think that no, they're just either. minding their own business. And so yeah. the fact that everyone's like trying to bring up whatever's going on and talk about Justin Bieber's past relationship with Selena Gomez, like just let it be in the past. There's no reason to bring it up. Yeah, that's just more, let her song just come up. And Yeah, that's more of what I mean. I don't understand why it's mm-hmm. trending that yeah. she liked a photo. Exactly. That's what that's what drives me crazy about celebrity culture. Well, and I feel like sometimes that leaks into normal life because I don't really understand why it's awkward to have relationships before the people that you're with, especially if you were in relationships with people before you even knew them. Like I, you know, I had a thing with this guy and for some reason it's still so uncomfortable for our friend group to bring that up when I'm like, I didn't even date him. I liked him. Why yeah. is that awkward? I'm dating Arturo now. I didn't like him when I was dating Arturo. Why does it matter? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's different if like... That's true. It's like some crazy thing where you've been engaged a ton of times and then it's kind of awkward to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. But when I you're think dating other people, like why does it matter that Justin Bieber dated Selena Gomez? Yeah. And now he's married they to dated. someone else. Who cares? And a lot of relationships are difficult and they don't go right, especially when they're super young and they were living together. Then yeah, that's going to be difficult. But yeah, and and that's the same thing. Like I had a lot of guy friends before Zav. A lot of my guy, a lot of my friendships were with guys Mm -hmm. because guys are easier to be friends with than girls. Absolutely, me too. And so that was one thing that was obviously I wasn't, I didn't mind sacrificing my guy friendships for getting married. But that was one thing that was a bummer. Like, I haven't really seen my guy friends since I've gotten married. And they were just as much of a friendship as my girlfriends. Some some of them way more. And I've known them for years. Right. So that's a really hard thing. Um, there were definite times when I started dating Arturo that I could feel that there were guys that maybe had more than just friend-like feelings mm-hmm. for me that I... Even if it was like 1%, I'm like, I need to rein this back in. Yeah, totally. But then there were other people where I'm like, I'm not going to stop being friends with you because I'm dating Arturo. I trust Arturo. Arturo, trust me. I've never looked through his phone. He's never looked through mine. Like, that's just how it is. So I don't know. I think there's like a misconception for sure with guy friends. So me too. It's unfortunate, but society, culture. But I get there. There has to be restrictions at some point too. And I understand. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, Lisa today when I was getting ready I heard a uh, ding dong at the door do you know what that meant no I have no idea please tell me it meant oh my gosh a package is here a package from Santa Santa no the UPS man did you order something no I just well okay yeah I did but (laughs) if you're listening you very well could not have ordered something and there could be a package coming to your door then what did they do all they had to do was subscribe, rate, and review to our podcast, 
send us a screenshot of doing that, which by the way, takes what? Two minutes at the most. And go to our most recent Instagram post and tell us what they want for Christmas. Honestly, that sounds so easy to me to get a really cool care package. A holiday gift guess from from who? <laughs> from who? Us. <laughs> from us. That's exactly <laughs> what we're saying. <laughs> but in all reality, if you're listening and you got a nice little commercial interruption, it's because we want to send a few of you some nice little holiday gifts. And all you have to do is what we said right before this. So head on over there, subscribe, rate, and review, and you're going to receive a package from two straight up hotties. Sounds great. I wish I could. Can I do this? No. Okay. I okay. wish I could do this. Okay. Uh, bye. <sighs> wow. What are we even talking what a about? Whirlwind. I don't um, know. Okay, so should we get to the meat of a conversation? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so um, we have an announcement. We, me and Lisa. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk a little. Well, Lisa's going to share a few things, and we're going to dive into her life a little bit. Um, and this is just a forewarning. This is a conversation that I really don't have a lot to say about because I really don't know anything about this stuff. Um, so you're just going to take it away. Well, you're the perfect person to ask me questions. Yeah, I will ask you because questions. Because you don't know. Really personal questions about your body. The most personal it gets. Okay. Um, so I'm not leaving the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh can you imagine i would be done i would genuinely stop i I couldn't do it anymore i'm leaving sav's actually coming on perfect great (laughs) my husband no i'm pregnant (laughs) (laughs) cheering round of applause that's like the way that you told me you were pregnant that's how i just sent a photo hi i'm pregnant it's like (laughs) hi pregnant i'm olivia (laughs) Yay, congrats. I've known for a while, so it's hard to have like a real reaction. Yeah, so we, it's so funny because I was even talking to Zav about it this morning. I was telling him, I, this is the only personal podcast we might have for the rest of the year. Yeah. And I was telling him, oh, do we want to announce it on social media since we haven't done that? He's like, I don't think I will. I think that I'll just wait until we announce whatever gender the baby is and if you want to post about it, you're more than welcome to. And I was like, I actually don't want to. I don't care to. Yeah. It's just... So we told our family when I was six weeks. We did that with Bear. Um. So this is my second pregnancy. And I just want my family to know above anyone else so that if anything happens, that they can be with me during that time. That's not something I would want to keep to myself. But... Then when it comes to friends and um, we have a lot more family outside of that. So even just telling my siblings and Zab's siblings, that's like 20 people. And so um, that itself is like a big circle and trying to keep that a secret is really difficult sometimes. And I I think I'm just a much more personal person and Mm -hmm. I like to keep a lot of things to myself and it's really sweet and endearing to me and so we told our family we told then we told our friends I think I I told you around when I was um maybe like 14 weeks Mm -hmm. and um I think I told like my closest friends that I've been friends with the longest around 10 weeks Mm -hmm. which is the okay zone um 
And then outside of that, we have a church that Zav is a pastor at that we started. And it almost feels a little bit like an obligation to tell them a little earlier. Um, It wasn't even necessarily, no offense to anyone at the church, that it was something I wanted to do as early as we did. It just felt like I would feel bad that I'm starting to show and people are giving me confused looks sometimes maybe. Yeah. And so I think just out of nicety. Sure. Nicety? Niceness? Niceness? I don't know. <laughs> Either one. To to just tell people in the church, especially cuz we are really close with people in the church who aren't our really close friends, but we are really close with um like elders and then Mm -hmm. just other people who are are really close volunteers or people that we work with and then as far as that leaking that'll that'll leak so we just decided to tell the rest of everyone else and then when it comes to social media like family who doesn't live in town and all that we've texted people but not a lot of people we just have kept it to ourselves Mm -hmm. and it, it kind of also just gets to the point where like why I don't know yeah to me it's kind of like um it it's almost like if you want to tell people that's your like prerogative to be like Britney Spears for a second (laughs) um but you know it's your guys's family it's your body it's your kid Mm -hmm. and I think telling people like family is important because they would be just excited for you Mm -hmm. but when it comes to telling people on social media and all that it's like do it or don't do it I don't care like I don't know if I'll ever have kids but if I do I'm probably not going to tell people for like as long as I possibly can because I just don't and one of the big things is I just don't want to hear it I don't want to hear any what anybody has to say about anything I want to do my own thing and that you know what they like the pregnancy police that's what Lauren Everett's always talks about Uh she waited five months from the skinny confidential and I think that's really cool because she says right when she announced like people Mm -hmm. are down her like why does it matter if someone breastfeeds or doesn't like it's not your it's not their kid so anyway I understand why you would want to wait or tell people that's also (laughs) part of not wanting to even tell people in the church because as much as people are just trying to be nice or trying to I guess have conversation with me as the pastor's wife, which I hate that name, but that's what I am. I feel like that has like, like that's a role in itself and it's not, there's no such thing as a role as a pastor's wife. That's what I believe. And it can mean so much more than you show up at certain events. Like Mm -hmm. luckily a lot of people on the church don't put that on me if anyone mm-hmm. yeah. I mean I've, I've heard a f- few things behind my back but as far <laughs> as for the most part a lot of people have been really kind and loving and I can I can do what I want to and I don't have to do what I want to and so um, for the most part there hasn't been any pressure but then there's I think some people who don't know what to talk to me about and so they start talking about my baby mm-hmm. and it kind of feels like there's nothing else to talk about so they talk about that and then I feel like they're using my baby as a conversation starter which makes me a little uncomfortable but I understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. and then there are people who are just 
lovingly not concerned but they want to know how I'm doing or the baby's doing right but I think just as an introvert and someone who is very personal I love my personal space I love my little bubble and I also don't know what to do in a lot of situations Mm -hmm. that I get uncomfortable very easily and so it's I think a lot of it is just my own bad and just unfortunately not knowing what to do so that's why I wanted to keep it to myself. I don't think that anyone has the wrong prerogative. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's like a right or wrong way of doing it, really. Um, yeah. And I, and I, I also get what you're saying, because that's like the same way with people asking me, like when I'm getting married, like when Arturo and I are getting married. Yeah. And it's very like if someone's coming to be in love, like I had someone I had lunch with someone yesterday and she's like, not to just ask, but I'm like, you know, I knew what she was going to say because she wants she loves me and cares mm-hmm. about me and I haven't seen her in months. That's so different than that being like this weird conversation starter. So like, is he the one? Right. Like, are you guys getting married? I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know you. I don't know. And that's happened so many times. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, um, like you're still a human, even though you're growing right. a human. That doesn't mean that, like, for me, like, I've never, that's never been something I talk about because it's like, you're still Lisa. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you have kids, but you're still you. And I don't need to just talk to you about literally your body and your bodily functions. And since when is that okay? You know? (laughs) Yeah. You're preaching to the choir. When I had Bear, oh gosh, the things that. It, it just became all about bear, which I, I, that can probably come across, come across selfish or like, I don't want to talk about my baby. That's so not the truth. I want to talk about my baby with my best friends and those who really are praying for me or who really do want to know how I'm doing. This is reminding me a lot of Arturo's episode that we just just did. Um, I just care so much. I think I care so deeply about how people are truly feeling and how they're truly doing. And I'm also a person who would rather give someone too much space rather than ever make them feel like I'm overstepping. Overstepping, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I think that I can kind of, I'm just a sensitive person. So I can easily feel like someone's overstepping into my own personal zone, especially in a place like a church where a few hundred people are watching my husband every Sunday and they know who I am, kind of, they think they do, when uh, really, obviously, they don't, in the same way that I don't know who you are. And so it's kind of hard, but I understand where people are coming from. And then I love the people who come up to me every single week, especially the older people. Mm-hmm. Um, like this one guy from our church who um, he comes up to me every Sunday and grabs my hand. And that's like, you know, personal space. Mm-hmm. But coming from him, it's so sweet. It's endearing. I know he has so much love. And he just tells me how he's praying over my womb. And just all of these Aww. super sweet things that coming from 
probably anyone else who's not close to me. It'd be weird. It would be so weird. I'm praying over your womb, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says it in the sweetest no, way. No, I know. He and could it's only do so that. Only, yeah, other than my friends. Well, they would only say that in a joking way. Yeah. But how he's praying over my baby and just asking how I'm doing just as a mom. and Which is sweet. Which that's different. Mm-hmm. Like asking as a mom how I'm doing that's different from how are you how's how's the baby right it's like uh it's alive baby's, baby's fine baby's if baby good. wasn't fine would you really want to know right yeah no. so that that type of stuff so that's why I, I've kept it to myself for a while but mm-hmm. it is exciting still telling people yeah and I for people listening um I knew before Lisa came on the show <laughs> it's not like this <laughs> random thing um and that's actually one of the reasons why I wasn't initially gonna ask you to be on because uh, I just knew you had a lot on your plate and I was like there's no way she's gonna have another baby um but I think that's what makes it even cooler is just knowing like you're gonna be able to reach an audience of people that I won't either ever or for a very long time um and you have a different perspective on things because you're raising kids and yeah that's really cool um and I'm excited for you and I'm excited because we're still going to be able to do so much before the baby comes, but then you're going to have time off and it's going to be great. And then you're going to have a little human named yeah. Olivia, probably, <laughs> probably, or the salt and pepper. That'd be kind of weird though. Oh, the salt and pepper. I'm not having twins. So that's just salt good and for the me. next one can be pepper, but pepper's actually kind of cute. Okay. We can talk about this later with Sab if you really <laughs> want to, but uh, we're not going to go into details. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, do you want me to ask you questions or do you have stuff you have to say about it <laughs> I mean I have some prompts that I can yeah I would love I want to I want to hear um in some really simple ways I guess like what it's like as just a normal because you're my age and I could not fathom in my wildest dreams right now having kids yet having a kid inside of me so what is that like in that's such a broad question but you know what I'm saying like I do and it's so funny when you say that in the culture, I don't know if this sounds dramatic whenever I say in the culture that I grew up in, but truly I grew up in such a different culture than American culture. I thought I would be married by 18 and then have a baby by 19. And so mm-hmm. being 24 and having bear felt so old to me, mm-hmm. even though I didn't hold to that anymore, it still felt like... So even now saying I'm 26 and I'm going to be having my second baby, it sounds old and none of my friends have babies, Which maybe, is so maybe crazy. three mm-hmm. and some of them are older than me. And so, right. That's yeah. That is so crazy to hear you say that because in my brain, I still think I'm way older than I really am. Well, and I think it's like it's priorities too. And it is culture because growing up here, a lot of people get married young. And that's why like even talking to my mom and telling her like national average of getting married is like 32. Like I looked it up Mm -hmm. and it's like she didn't believe me, you know. Um, So it is like. Growing up here in Southern Oregon, it's different. So different. Um, But yeah, like you saying 26 is old and I'm like, but yeah, the priorities are different though. Like Mm -hmm. your priority was to start a family and that's great. My priority is to have a business and that's something that's just so completely different. Yeah. So for me thinking about having a kid is like, that's just a completely different life path. So I don't mean having a kid at this age, like if it happened, it happened and I could do it. Right. (laughs) But it's more of like, I would literally be like jumping to another road like map (laughs) completely you know 
but oh yeah so what does it feel like you're extremely exhausted especially I'm anemic which is normal when you have a baby and so the first trimester I just napped all the time and anemic means you're low on iron right Uh uh-huh okay and so um I mean you're just more tired get dizzy a little easier just stuff like that lightheaded um but I'm not like terribly anemic and so it's controllable I I take prenatals and all that stuff wait why does being pregnant make you anemic um something about like growing another person and do they like take more of your, your blood? Iron or something? I don't know. I honestly like, don't it's even my know. Iron. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just know that a lot of um, like vegans or vegetarians I know are low on iron because they're not getting it from meat. So I just didn't know if like I know your body changes so much when you're pregnant. I just yeah. there's so many ways that's just crazy to me. Yeah, I actually don't know why. I just know that you are supposed to eat more iron rich foods, which I already did. I kind of started slacking when I got pregnant, actually, because that did not sound good anymore. So my first trimester, I was eating pretty much whatever I wanted, and I was starting to feel pretty terrible. And so that's when, around the same time, I got a membership. I think actually right before I got pregnant, I got a gym membership, which also made me feel like I could eat whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I found the answer. Oh, Really, I just was so curious. It's because your body is producing more blood to produce Uh to help the baby grow, so the iron isn't going to be the same. You need more iron to supplement for the amount of blood that you're producing for the baby. Wow. So, see, and even hearing that, that sounds so weird that that's my body right now. Like, how does that happen? Like, where does the blood come from? So, (laughs) just so that's confused. One thing that I was, I I don't I didn't have a hard time thinking about being pregnant the first time around but it it just felt so foreign and so crazy to me that it didn't feel like I was growing a child it it, and so this is in one way where me and Olivia are very similar and so whenever I tell her the reality of being pregnant it makes her feel better about being pregnant because for me it's not some mushy gushy magical magical thing that's going on I wasn't calling my little baby Peanut and... Putting Mozart on your stomach for it to listen. No. I mean, I, I would play classical music every so often because I heard it's better. But then I stopped and I'm like, okay, listen to Drake, not this. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, I I had a hard time because it it was draining me so much and... I don't believe my baby's a parasite and I don't look at my baby as a parasite, but it felt like a little alien inside of me. And I, I thought that in a really cute way, in the most endearing way you could think of a little baby alien inside of you, Uh just because I, I almost couldn't believe there was a child inside of me. Yeah. Like I just became conscious again about that. Like you're not pregnant. You have your... You're, there's something exactly that is living inside of your stomach. That is actually so weird when you think about it. <laughs> exactly. And so that's just how I think of, I'm just such a realistic person. I really don't live up in the clouds in, in a magical world. I'm pretty pessimistic for the most part. Yeah, me too. And I just say that it's being realistic because that's what I think it really is. 
And so this time around, I would say it's a little different since I actually know the outcome and what's going to happen. And I also, I'm pessimistic to almost save myself in the future, if that makes any sense. Because if I know the absolute worst that could happen, Mm -hmm. for instance, I was really, really fearful with Bear when I was pregnant of having a miscarriage and that's why I didn't tell people in the beginning and that's why I was afraid to tell friends or people in the church because I didn't want the attention that if people found out I had a miscarriage or anything like that what it would bring me and so that's why I didn't tell people where this time around it's it's because it's such a sweet personal thing to me that's why I wanted to keep it to myself and it's not because of any fear Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean by kind of protecting myself. Yeah. But luckily, both in different ways. And mm-hmm. so it was also hard because with Bear, I had postpartum depression. And we didn't realize that until about three months in, maybe two months in. And I was screaming and throwing things all over the house. And yeah, that's when we realized that something something was going on. And so I would say that there's a little bit of fear in the future as to whether that's going to happen again, Mm -hmm. because I know that if you've had postpartum depression in the past, that there's a good likelihood that it can come back. And so with this pregnancy, um, I um, had to talk to my doctor because we were seeing symptoms of depression and This was while I was still in my first trimester, a little bit going into my second trimester. So I was very tired. I was at home all the time. I'm not working. And so I spent a lot of time at home with Bear. And for myself, I have a hard time feeling meaningful at home. Like Mm -hmm. I'm truly doing something. And so, which I remind you that you're raising a kid, yeah, even though it doesn't feel as tangible, right? But that's also why I'm really excited you're part of this because you are doing something, you know, right? Which is like such a blessing to have. So, my my doctor, she asked me if I wanted to take medication, and I said not yet, and she agreed. She thought it would be better if we just waited on it since Mm -hmm. there was just one instance where I had an outburst. Mm. And that's a very light way of putting (laughs) whatever goes on. Mm. We have a couple questions before we keep going. Yeah. Okay, so uh, one of them. So if you've had postpartum before, is there something that they can do to monitor that quicker? So like right when you have the baby, can you just go on medication or is that not safe to do that? No, you can. So what the monitoring is, it's it's you have to see the symptoms. So you have to know what postpartum depression looks like. And so if you don't see it or you're not talking to, whether you have a counselor or mm-hmm. your OB, if you're not talking to your OB about it, then they're not going to know. So if you're not being Jeez. honest and you're saying, I don't want to go outside and I feel like I have to sleep 13 hours Mm -hmm. at night in order to feel somewhat rested and I still have no motivation to get out of the house I mean that's one symptom 
of depression. I feel like that would be hard because it might it it would be easy to confuse that with just being like normally hormonal after having a baby. Like a lot of people have, you know, like the baby blues or like they're hormonal after because mm-hmm. they just delivered a kid. So it's like, how can you tell the difference between so that and that's that's where the doctor comes in yeah. because you yourself won't know, but your doctor knows the difference. Yeah. And so that's, that's scary. It, it is. And I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's really freaky. Mm-hmm. And especially when you find out um, that there's something psychologically going on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my voice is going up so high. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It is really scary. I can't. That is one thing because not only having a baby that's so scary, but it's knowing that you're you could change so much, especially with your husband being there and seeing that and like that all is just it's really scary but it's really brave too yeah and that's something that I have a hard time thinking is brave it's very brave just so you know thank you because I I still (laughs) I still would mentally have to think even more about that and so I, I to help myself I don't even think of it as like brave or weakness I just do it because I know what's better for me and I know what's better for my baby which which is exactly what my doctor was telling me it's really encouraging because she's a Christian and so she would pray for me when we were getting our appointment and I could be completely honest with her and she even asked me she said do you not want to go on medication because of what the church might say or other Christians or Mm -hmm. your family or do you think that God isn't okay with this? And I said, no, honestly, I was just afraid of what Zav was going to think. And I wasn't sure if he was going to be okay with that. And I don't even think that he knew how he was going to feel about it because it wasn't really something that we had experience with and knew how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But he also didn't understand how bad it really was in my brain. And so when we were at the doctor appointment, he would go to every appointment with me. He still does. And so when I would openly talk about it with my doctor, he would finally realize, oh, this is way worse. This is way darker Mm -hmm. than she could have explained to just me on my own. And so luckily my doctor, she prayed with us and she also with a lot of verses and a lot of truth she she just spoke a lot of truth over me and encouraged me and so I started antidepressants and from there I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed being a mom Mm. it was a complete 180 I it was almost unbelievable I was like wow so this is how people feel when they Mm. say that they like having a baby I thought everyone was lying right so it was yeah and so and so it's only your doctor who can know whether you're just having the baby blues or whether you're yeah. you're truly depressed. Gosh, that's so scary. Um, and, and I say I'm not going to sugarcoat it, and it is scary. But at the same time, just just get help when you yeah. need it, and don't don't try to convince yourself otherwise because you'll hear the voices in your head saying, "Oh, you're just being overdramatic, or you're not strong enough, or you're just." not cut out for this and that's when you start going crazy yeah because you're you are sleep deprived and it was also really encouraging to hear it's a chemical imbalance it's yeah it's not actually that there is something inherently wrong with you yeah there's just 
different wiring in your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm happy you don't sugarcoat it. Because I remember when we first started hanging out, you were about to have Bear. And I remember telling Arturo, like, how happy I was that because even though I still don't know about being a mom it's cool it was cool seeing you and Zav be like really cool fun parents that didn't just talk about their kid all the time or like even if Zav would try to show us a video you'd be like Zav (laughs) they don't want to see that and even though of course you know we do and we want to be involved I'm not a kid person I don't know how to be around kids it's so scary to me um but it the way you are as a mom would reminds me of probably how I would be um obviously not the exact same but you know what I'm saying just yeah. very like I'm not this this per this woman who just cries and wants to touch your belly and the only time I've touched somebody's belly is when I think one time you grabbed my hand because he was kicking really uh-huh. hard and that was cool and I was like okay how weird okay bye yeah <laughs> you know but it is it is um it's encouraging to know that not all women have like this like I love being pregnant so much and like oh my gosh my baby this and my baby that and it's like it's like what we were talking about last week about not finding your identity in your spouse. And I think it's so important, mm-hmm. which I can, I know I can only speak so much cause I don't have kids, but not finding your identity in your children and knowing you're still you and you're still need to pursue things. And one day your kids are going to grow up. And if you find your identity in them, then, and I've seen this happen personally in my life of if your kids don't end up doing what you want to do, you take that as that was your fault because you find your identity in them. Um, so I guess I can speak from it because I've seen it. And so I think it's cool how you and Zav are. So. That is, oh, I mean, let's just end the podcast right there. Yeah. Um, that was, the, <laughs> um, that is so true. And I, and I do think that subconsciously that is what's going on in my brain mm-hmm. because I already have a hard time not knowing my identity as a mother. Mm -hmm. And so for other people to put that identity on me, I think is the difficult thing. And that's why I don't want to share it because I, I can't hang out with no offense, the people who are mushy gushy. I'm just so obsessed with being pregnant because I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there's a part of myself that's a little jealous of that. Right. Because I, haven't enjoyed being a mom until maybe about six months ago and that's because it was just so hard for me Mm -hmm. and it was really hard to hear from people um that bear was such an easy baby (laughs) so sorry I don't know what to say (laughs) um because he was I would get so much help oh gosh so thankful for all the help that I would get from people who would watch bear and they would tell me oh gosh don't worry about it he was so easy and I was a little annoyed by that and I'm I'm saying this all like it's all in my head and I know I'm not in the right for thinking this way at all um but it would make me feel even worse that maybe I'm not cut out for being a mom and that's because I have such an easy baby and I'm having a hard time with this. And I just know that's not the truth. And that's mm-hmm. something that I pray against every single day. Um, like anytime those those thoughts and those feelings come up. I mean, I remember when, when these thoughts were just so ingrained in me. And that's when the depression first hit. And I would tell Zav these thoughts and these feelings. And how I wanted to run away and just not be a mom because like he can be a better dad Mm. um than I could be a mom and 
that hurt him so bad. But we, he would just sit there and he would pray over me. And I would tell him like, I don't even want to pray right now. Mm -hmm. I don't even think it's going to do anything. And I had just lost so much faith. I hate crying and talking. It's so annoying when I hear other people (laughs) do it. Um, but because he was there and he was so strong for me, I would just sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm sure like, I'm sure God is there. I can't feel it right now, but I am like trying to accept this prayer for myself mm-hmm. and I couldn't. And so I'm so thankful that he was there to be there for me. And then I had my mother-in-law and I had my mom who I could be honest about and, I was able to tell her that I was starting the antidepressants and there was absolutely no guilt or pressure not to start it from anyone around me. And I'm just like so crazy thankful for that. Yeah. And it just makes all the difference. And so I I just had to be aware who I was surrounding myself with, making sure it's people who I could be real with and and not fake like oh yeah I love being a mom when when people at church started asking me how are you liking mom life I'm like it's hard I don't I don't know how I feel about it Mm -hmm. and people would be a little shocked and then they would be like wow can I pray for you and I'm Mm -hmm. like yes sure thank you it 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 really was a good season um just being honest in that time to other people too yeah well I think and again I say everything with as much um, knowledge as I can have not being a mom. But um, I think you really need to understand from an outside perspective that like there's no right or wrong way of doing this. And this, honestly, this journey like of life in not a cheesy way um, and being a mom because everyone has their own path in their own thing. And I think a lot of people, um, to be honest, especially women, uh, they make you feel really judged if you're not doing things the way a woman should do them. Mm-hmm. And um, not in the same way, but like yesterday I was talking to a friend because I've been going through some stuff and just being like, what's wrong with me? Like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I want this stuff? Like, why don't I want to be a mom? Why don't I want to be married? Like, make me want this. Like, and I was getting mm-hmm. upset because I pray about it. Like, Lord, what is wrong? And sometimes it's like, wait, there's nothing wrong because there's no right way of doing these things Mm. and I think a lot of times it is it is fear and I know a lot of my life I do not make choices because of fear which I need to work on that but for you it's like yeah your first year with your kid or nine months with your baby was hard does that mean you not you don't love him no you would die for your kid in one second it doesn't mean that you regret having him it just means that your body hated you for a long time (laughs) And you needed help from really talented medical professionals. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if you have this baby and you go through that again, we're all going to be here for you. And I will understand. And it's going to be okay because in the long run, you're going to have another healthy baby. And that's all that matters. And you need to take care of yourself and know that that's not wrong. That if you're going through this stuff, it's, it's not bad. It doesn't mean you're broken. It just means it's a different path. Yeah, it was really cool because I have a friend who, when she was pregnant at the same time as me, she was mushy gushy. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong way. I'm just saying I had a hard time with those types of people. But um, I hung out with her quite a bit when we were pregnant. And uh, again, it's it's a little bit of envy and jealousy, wishing that I didn't think my baby was an alien. But I thought it was like this 
beautiful. And I did think it was this beautiful, magnificent, crazy thing that was going on. I mean, it showed me more of God's beauty than any other thing going on in my life. As you track on uh, the baby app, what your baby is doing and how it's growing, it's crazy. I yeah. At that point, there was no way in the world that you could ever doubt God in my brain. Um, and when she had her baby, she was telling me how she was having a really hard time with it. And she was really encouraged that she could be a real with me because I was just honest with her the whole time about how I was doing. And so it was cool because she had the flipped way. And so when she was pregnant, she felt this connection with her baby and then she had her baby and she was worried that she didn't feel a certain connection. And I encouraged her. I was like, I don't think I ever felt that. And the only time I've heard of people having that special connection with their child is on social media. And I just don't really believe all of that all the time. Not that it's probably true or not true. Mm -hmm. It's just that I don't know those people personally. And so I just take everything with a grain of salt. And so I asked people in my immediate family, did you feel a connection with your baby? And they're like, well, they're my baby. So it just feels different for everyone. Totally. I loved Bear. I absolutely adored him. I just... Yeah, I I had a really hard time. So, well, you're just, adapting to it's like having a pet times a million. Like everybody goes through the phase of getting a puppy, right? And they're making a mess all throughout your house. Yeah, and you're like, what did I do? This is so much responsibility. Yeah. And then, then it's like, okay, now times that by like a million because it's a human. Yeah. And like I was thinking the other day, I have a question for moms out there: when you have a baby and you're home alone because your husband's working, this is going to be the funniest question. And you have to like go shower. Can you do that? That's the kind of stuff I'm saying. Like if you need to go to the bathroom for like five minutes, like, can you do that? Can you leave your baby alone or no? So I don't know if you think this is a silly or stupid question because it's not. If you if you looked that up on the search engine, a a million other searches have gone in. Like will my baby die if it's alone for 10 minutes? And, And so that's. And so that's where um, you'll have a lot of trouble if you have a baby. This is where a lot of women have trouble when they have babies Mm -hmm. because they don't know, can I let my baby cry in the other room? Because I'm having a hard time like composing myself right now. So when I would have like a panic attack or I'm really struggling with my baby because he's been crying and I've done absolutely everything I could, I would... um, Uh, well, this is the advice I was given by my doctor. She said, you have done absolutely everything you can. He's doing okay. Put him in the other room. Shut the door. You can still hear him, Mm -hmm. but compose yourself. Okay. You just need to distance yourself. And so, like, when it came to showering, I thought, hey, if he's crying in the other room, and this is when he's way younger, not right now. Right. Right now, he's just running around the house while I'm showering, or I shower in the morning while he's still sleeping, mm-hmm. or at night, or whenever someone else is in the house. Mm-hmm. And I just leave the door open, and sometimes he comes in with me, and it's the cutest thing ever, because he's wearing all of his clothes, and he's coming <laughs> in the shower with me, and yeah. he thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Aww. And so that's just how you deal with it. And that's the thing. I... 
even as I'm answering it, there's so many different answers because being a mom, exactly. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. And if you are a mom out there and you're wondering like, am I doing a good job? Am I doing the right thing? Yes. As long as you are trying your hardest and you love your baby and you care about your baby, then you're doing, you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. And right now, my favorite podcast as far as parenting goes, is intentional. Um, it's intentional parenting. I think that's the whole thing. Um, but we'll post it. And it's with Diane Comer. Mm. And it's just beautiful. And they do intentional parenting conferences. And it's just so encouraging. Even when I was thinking about starting this podcast, I didn't know if that was the right thing to do because maybe I'm just called to be at home. And so they, they seriously go over every single topic that I've, that's awesome. I've thought of and it's just so encouraging and it never makes you feel judged or yeah doubt how you're doing. Can you imagine being a parent before you could see your kid on your phone or you could Google things or you could look things up? Parenting no. books. What? I guess as long as the kid is healthy, right? Well, sometimes your baby's not healthy. I know. No, I'm just saying, like, there's no wrong way if you, like, gave him squash for dinner instead of pumpkin. That's the same thing. Then, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's just a lot of things that you could start overthinking really quick if you're just like, oh, but he's, like, fine. Yeah. That's good. He's fine. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Anyway. Exactly. I don't know. I'm not a mom, so. No, you're, you're doing great. Thanks. You have a yeah, lot of wisdom. Was, you have a lot of wisdom. It doesn't when, matter if you're a parent or not. It was when I was in the shower the other day and I was like, if I had a kid right now, could I shower? And then I really started to think about things and I got I got very confused about how people have kids when they're home alone. Like baby babies, not like toddlers, like babies. Like if I want to go do this, can I do this? And I just got I'm very confused. Well, and that's also when for myself, depression set in because... I felt like I couldn't even take care of myself because you're literally you're you're in your chair nursing for hours on end for myself it was really difficult to figure out and to do which is unfortunately very normal yeah and then when I'm done with that he has to be changed or put down I can't even remember what you do (laughs) put down for a nap nap. (laughs) not a dog um wrong one and then you um might have you know half an hour to take your shower but you also haven't eaten and it's three o'clock so like what do you decide to do and how are you gonna do it okay Wait, I have one more question. We've been going, I can't believe how long we've been going for, but um, <laughs> I, it's not two hours. It's an hour and like 15, but okay. Um, I, okay. So here's a question and it probably sounds really bad, but like, why do you have kids then? Do you know what I mean? Like for me, that does not sound like something. When I think about a 17 year old kid who kind of looks like me and he goes, mom, and he picks me up. That sounds fun. Yeah. But when I think about having babies and like, like I've worked so hard on my business and I know you can do both. I'm not saying you can't cause I totally would. I would definitely get help. I already know that. And Arturo's fine with that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm just saying like thinking about that, like what you're talking about, that sounds like actual hell. So what makes it worth it? Um, when your child is 17 and picking you up. But is it, does it happen before that? 
the toddler it, stage where you're going depends. to see them in, in plays and they're giving you handprint it, things. Do you love that? <laughs> you know? Yes. Okay. And I can't change I can't understand that because this is why me and Olivia are so similar because I'm not a baby person. I don't care to hold your newborn after you have a baby. I don't know how that's going to change my life at all. I think it's yeah. sweet. That's cool. You have a new child. But I would much rather hang out with your high schooler. Totally. Like when Bear's older, I feel like I want to have fun with him. Exactly. I probably and that's need to start how now building a connection with him. <laughs> but like when when kids are like nine or ten and they actually are like you can actually hang out with them and they're like smart. I'm like, so oh, fun. this is fun. Yeah. But when they're way young and like thinking of doing that for years on end, it seems so over uh, so overwhelming to the point where I just don't know if I want to do that. I just don't even know how to have a conversation with a three year old or a four year old unless Arturo they're my niece or nephew. Same with Zav. He can talk to anyone and anything. I don't get it. I, I it doesn't make any sense to me. So, um, what's your favorite color? I think that's how you start out. Yeah, but do they even care? Yeah, they, I think they're very opinionated. But like three year olds, don't they just like want to go away and go play? Um, no, I think around three they start. Talking conversations. I think you're maybe thinking more about Bear. Yeah, you maybe, know, Bear maybe in like the next year, two years, yeah. I will start to see. Okay, that. you're just you're just gonna be the girl that Oops. mommy works with. <laughs> it doesn't even doesn't even know my name. <laughs> he doesn't know who I am. I'm always just like hi. <laughs> well, see, and my mom was the same way though. She said she didn't like babies. Never did. She said I obviously loved you guys, but honestly, when you guys got older she's like I loved that when you were babies she's like what do you do honestly they're just to be honest just like things that cry for the first while you know yeah I'm I can't say that I've changed that much but I have a little bit yeah and I'm sure it's different it's it's also hard just when I'm only around my own family so I don't really know how to interact with other people's children does that make sense? Well, yeah, and that's what I was about to say is kind of a disclaimer if I'm sounding like an idiot. It's more of, um, I started to think about it, I have never had any babies in my family. I never grew up with babies. I babysat, I was a nanny for some kids one time, and they kicked me in the shins, they cussed <laughs> at me, and they screamed and threw things at me, and they were actually reincarnate Satan, for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I was talking to someone the other day, none of my cousins, I think it's a Stinton thing, because... Both of my cousins are in their 30s. They're not married. They don't have kids. My other cousin, 50, never got married, never had kids. And mm. on my other side, they, there's one baby and I've never met him. So Whoa. I don't think I've ever had like this connection of like, because if I think about my sister having kids, that kind of gets me excited being like, oh, that's like my niece, mm-hmm. but it hasn't happened. So right. I, I don't know how to connect with kids at all, yeah. which is weird nature versus nurture right yeah I mean I guess but I'm surrounded by children and babies and I was never like that I mean yeah. I have over 80 cousins oh my gosh. and they're like all over <laughs> and they're and I'm not even kidding my first yeah, cousins no, there's over 80 and so and we're all in this in a range spectrum I obviously haven't even met all of them um nor can I speak the same language as some of them um but I, for some reason, I still never had the easiest time getting along with kids or knowing how to talk to kids. So I guess so it's just a... I think I also matured way quicker than a lot of other people. Mm. 
Um, Maybe that's what it is for me. I'm just so mature. So mature. So wise beyond oh, my yeah. years. Do you want me to start <laughs> showing people some of the stuff that you send me? <gasps> Wait, what do I send you? <laughs> I'm like trying to think. Well, no, I, I think if there's anything to get from this, it's that there's no right or wrong way of doing things unless you're like doing not, it absolutely wrong. Unless you're like not feeding your child or something, you probably should yeah. do that. Um, Oof, that. Oh, but um so emotional that's gonna oh stir something oh up. wow that was fast <laughs> I've been um i well i'm excited that you're here and you're doing this i'm excited for a new little salt or pepper depending on the gender <laughs> and um i am also excited to kind of see the journey afterward no matter what even if it's bad right. or good it's Same. it's gonna be okay it, a year from now it's going to all be okay. Right. And thinking about a year ago now, it flew by. So, and you'll have a three-year-old too, which is so cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're not going to talk about this. Okay. No. Bad. I will, I will say out of what you just said is put perfectly because I remember, um, going through all of the depression and all of the difficulty. It was the worst thing that I've been through in my entire life. But I remember with going through all of that, I I still had thankfulness that I was going to be able to understand other people more and mm. be able to help others through that because I am, although I'm so introverted and I'm to myself, I'm so vulnerable and I'm so real with people. Yeah, you're good at that. Um, thank you. That is something that I, that I do take. <laughs> I take pride in that, honestly. Yeah. Um, because I just don't care what people think about what I have gone through because I think it's what everyone else is going through. Totally. And uh, we're just not talking about it enough. So as I say all of this, I'm probably going to have, it's (laughs) what does uh, Brene Brown call it? Vulnerability guilt, where the next day she like, um, goes through this whole process of regretting all of the vulnerabilities that she was Wait, serious that about. Was thing. Isn't I, that so true? Every time I'm vulnerable with you or another friend, vulnerability hangover. I I get embarrassed. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. The next so day, weird. I regret everything, and so I just don't think about it. And so it's funny because we go over our podcasts, and then we take notes, and we're like, okay, what can we um, get better at? How can we um, do better on the audio? Stuff like that. And I almost tune out all of the little things that I'm sharing because I'm like, no, these are good things to share. Yeah. This is going to help someone else. It doesn't matter how I feel. I have to take myself out of it mm-hmm. and not care about what other people think. And so that's kind of just where I've I've gotten. Yeah. And so. I mean, there's at least like when you think of the grand scheme of like this podcast, you know, and I want millions of downloads and I want all of this. But the bottom line is if one person can get better or find value or know that they're not alone that's all that matters and I know 100% there's a woman listening that has been through what you have or maybe we'll go through it soon so that's all that matters and it is important to talk about it um and I could never because I haven't gone through it so you do there is power in going through stuff like that yeah so and if you are that one person reach out to me yeah I'm I'm I'm, I know I, I keep saying I keep to myself I don't talk to anyone but when it comes to this kind of stuff I mean deep things I care about 
Yeah. The surfacey things, I don't want to talk about the weather unless it's snowing outside. Which we did for the first 10 minutes of this podcast <laughs> was the weather. Yeah. <laughs> the first and the only time until yeah. it gets really hot and sunny and I love it and Olivia hates it. Uh, please um, don't talk about that. But please reach out to me, message me, find me on social media, um, yeah. Lisa Brosser Sue, and... I would love to to talk to you. I'll put that in the show notes because there's no way you're going to find that. No, there's absolutely no way you're (laughs) going to find that. That's a reminder for myself later. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, last thing I'll say about that is, yeah, there's just nothing more rewarding than knowing that you're reaching people because I know even though, you know, Maddie's not a part of the podcast anymore, like her story, I'm still like I got a message last night about it. And the fact that we can do this and record this and reach people is just so rewarding and fulfilling. Mm -hmm. So genuinely, I know Lisa means it if you're listening and you want to reach out. Um, and we would love for you to be able to do that. It's a safe space. All of this is so, yeah, well, it's been at least four hours. So (laughs) we probably literally, um, well, um, we have some exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks, guys. And next year is already coming around the corner and we've got, exciting guests for that too so we're really excited um if you haven't yet just follow us on instagram we'll be able to uh you'll see things that are coming up funny memes most of them have cats in them and that's about it so shall we end this let's end it are we doing the same thing we haven't done in forever yeah what is it's it it's always better when salt, when salt and, and pepper, pepper are together are together see you next tuesday <laughs> Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.